Welcome to Made It Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the Mission Impossible franchise one minute at a time. I'm Chris. I'm Jonathan. I'm Dave. I'm Jonathan. I'm Nathan. <laughs> wow. So reluctant. It doesn't sound as happy to be here I'm as I am. Jonathan. <laughs> That's because he's at the beginning of recording his podcast, and we're at the blissful end. We got two episodes left. Yeah, baby. He has a lot. We got one of episode. Of course, he only has one. one movie, and when he finishes it, he's done. <laughs> I'm just yeah. glad that you guys are doing uh, Town Talk this minute, because uh, that's the name of our Facebook group, Town Talk with UHF. Rubber down. Mm. Always be plugging, buddy. Always be plugging. That's right. Go join Town Talk for the UHF 62nd. Oh, you're, Nathan, you'll love how he spells UHF 62nd. Now, is is the UHF 62nd going to be PG as well? Yep. Oh, if it's Fantastic. a Carlisle joint, it's always PG. Often, my uh, oldest is a big Weird Al fan, so I'll get... Well, we're back for minute 123. 123 is more credits. Yay, rah. <laughs> Who cares? We're going to talk more. We had actually started this last episode. We're, we're going to keep going. We're not trying to bag on the guy. Well, we are kind of, but we we talked a little about John Woo. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Robert Chinatown and <laughs> and him being the director, <laughs> director, the writer of a second Mission Impossible movie. After he really should have stopped with the first one, but but he first one at the time he was Bang. he was Cruz's McQuarrie. He really was, wasn't he? he? Really he was. was. Mm. He was. How does that How does that happen? In uh, how does Tom Cruise? Uh, decide he's the guy that's going to write it when it's not. I mean, Days of Thunder is good. Let's let's be honest. The Patreon, uh, it's good, but is it great? No, Hello? no, no. no. I, I haven't seen it. I'm gonna have to watch it for the Patreon. I know, I know. Yeah, I've never. I, I think it, I think it was a matter of, of of reputation when it came to town of of his previous films, and you know, yeah, he wrote Days of Thunder. But then he also worked on the firm for him and Mission Impossible, and Cruz produced his film Without Limits, and then this mm-hmm. one, uh, Cruz produced a couple of his films if I if I remember correctly. Uh, right. But I mean, Town was like the big deal for a long, long time. Um, and and funny enough, I was listening to our our buddies over at Light the Fuse the, this afternoon. Uh, they were doing their interview with Paul Hirsch, the editor of uh, Mission Impossible and uh, Ghost Protocol, and he was talking about working with. Uh, uh, John Hughes and how with Hughes, it was one of those things that you could be his best buddy in the world and, and give him everything he needed as a person. But then the, you just all of a sudden one day somebody else would strike his fancy. And that was, that was why he, you stopped working with him. This other guy person started working with him. And I think it's the same that, way with that's Cruise. That's basically Tom Cruise. Yeah. For yeah. To a T. Yeah. It's I like Tom Cruise. It. I mean, if, if, if you're on Tom Cruise's, you know, I mean, if you're his buddy, you're his buddy for a while and you, his films are rocking and rolling because of you. Um, I mean, if you're his wife, yeah, exact same, same thing. thing. And then at some point, it's like, no, I'm I'm on to the next thing. Wait, you know, so right now it just so the light the fuse big get was they got the editor of the movies. Your big get was getting me. Is that right? No, their no, big they get got was McQuarrie. getting McQuarrie. <laughs> and Brad Bird, and they've gotten everybody. Huh. No, yeah, our biggest get, our biggest get is them by uh, <laughs> by uh, association. association by association yeah. exactly. You're our least get. Oh, <laughs> sad, but you're my brother-in-law. You you have to be on this. Hey, hey, Dave, just giving you a heads up. You look like like Mysterio went on a bender over there. 
<laughs> Mysterio went on a bender. Yeah, like Jake Gyllenhaal going on a bender. Oh man! You're saying you look like Jake Gyllenhaal, you're just God. wearing a here's yeah. a white t-shirt, With toothpaste. Well, I show up in a white t-shirt, and now I'm Jake Gyllenhaal. That is a compliment. It's the beard, highest. man. It's the beard. God, he does kind of look like he Jake does, Gyllenhaal. doesn't he? Oh my! God. Like, like I said, Jake Gyllenhaal have gone off a bender for a while, though. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Give oh, me my oh, Mysterio oh. suit. Okay, Sorry, it doesn't there's fit. There's the turn. Like, It'll be back. If, yeah. I'll get back. There. Oh, like a like a real like a real sloppy drunk uh, Jake Jones. I'll take yes. it. <laughs> In a low light, people will be like, "Is that Jake Jones drinking all that whiskey over there?" You oh even kind of sound like him. Look so over there. there he must be getting into a role. He looks terrible. <laughs> he looks terrible. That's your toothpaste on it. Why are we wearing that in public? No, wait. You can't wear that T-shirt out. You can only wear it in your house. Don't ever wear that out, Dave. Please. How did he, what do you think he was for the last 10 minutes? He was out getting a pizza or something. How did he get the face app to work in real life? <laughs> well, that's timely. All right. So all right, what I want, I want to ask is that since you're know, starting with Robert Town and you're in, in the Patreon, yeah. you're talking about Days of Thunder. I want you to give just just for a people who haven't gotten the Patreon, and for me, so I could I know what I'm looking into when I watch the movie. What is the hook of Days of Thunder? Because I look at the person and go, "It's a racing movie. Why do I care? I I mean, if it's not Fast and Furious, why do I watch a racing you know, a movie about cars?" That's what I said in 1992, in 1990 as well. <laughs> I enjoy Dave. First of all, I enjoy the way that you uh, do your numbering. You're like a and me, <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> I like that it's A and, and three. B. He that's didn't how he can connect yet. with Robert Town. A, me, three. That, that's how he connects with Robert Town. That's how Robert Town talks. A, <laughs> I like it. me, three. The hook for Days of Thunder is he is Top Gun in a car. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's literally the way it was pitched. All right. He's a guy who has no training, comes to Bobby D like a cocky guy. He's like, I can probably drive this race car really fast. He's like a stock car driver. And they're like, it's not the same. He's like, you gotta, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. And he goes and he does it. And he basically beats the lap time. You know, the pace. He beats the lap time. And they're like, all right, kid, you got something. We'll, we'll see you later. Mm-hmm. And then it's just his story. Okay. It's so if you've seen Talladega Nights, you've seen kind of where it's going. Okay. All there's right. always there's there's a rival. There's a it's um it's a Yondu. Mm-hmm. So you got Yondu as his rival, and it's Michael Rooker. It's great. And it's a Carrie great Elvis movie. Is in it too. Awesome in it. And it was in that what? time of uh, movies where they were just releasing loud movies that you could play in your new surround sound 5.1, you know, with your subwoofer. Cinema going. digital sound. Oh, yeah. HX, 70 millimeter. I, oh, yeah. I was- saw this movie in the movie theater and raced my friends home in my, our cars. We were on the street and every red light. We were all like. <laughs> and, and, and now we know where, where the, the start of the Fast and the Furious yeah. thing happens for Jonathan. That yeah. poor Camry. That's where it was. Oh, man. <laughs> it, uh, it was a Honda Accord. <laughs> a 1982 Honda Accord. Now, let me switch genres. Uh, without obviously too many spoilers, I'll probably watch this too for the, just to get a bead. Like the, the firm. So it's it's clearly some kind of law law, law firm. Thriller. Hence the, the firm. firm. Yeah. Okay. It is Top Gun in a courtroom. <laughs> really? Okay, so it's kind of like he's every a, movie is Top Gun. So he's—I mean, obviously Tom Cruise is young, so it's like a young Lord George the Firm, and I'm—I'm I'm guessing like the Firm does bad. It's like, what's like? I'm sure there's like a twist. Right? Oh yeah, you don't know the twist. No, um, don't tell me. Good. Like, I want to—I want to have. There's a good, it's a good movie. You should watch it. Okay, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's not as good as Devil's Advocate though. Oh, or Aaron Brockovich. 
<laughs> I remember I watched Michael Clay. That's actually a good Aaron point. Brockovich is pretty woman, but with cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. They don't make good legal. Like, they don't make good legal dramas anymore. They don't make any more Grishams. No more legal eagles. No more. No, that, uh, that one with Clooney. The last one with Clooney was the, the good one. Was Crichton. Last good that's one. it, right? Yeah, Michael, Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton, Clayton. That's it. Not Crichton. Yeah. But Clayton. Yeah, Mike yeah. Clayton. Michael Crichton. Uh, the story of the man who wrote Jurassic Park <laughs> and Sphere. He's played by Sean Connery. I'm Michael Crichton. <laughs> I am Michael Crichton. I w- yeah, he shouldn't have died. He didn't I'm in the business back, of making movies. <laughs> <laughs> making books that become movies. So I guess I guess what I'm getting at is that, yeah, is that, you know, Robert Town, let's see. Let's, all right, so let's see. Mission Possible 1, you believe it's going to be a regular mission, and the twist is that it all goes and to Palma hell. Do, and De Palma does it, yeah. so it's got like a very solid hand on the reins. True. And he writes espionage. Yeah. Mm. So it works. Yeah. And so it's like you come into the second one. I feel like the story. No twist. No, there was yeah, a no twist. Twi- uh, in the first 10 seconds. There's no, no, no. So the first time I watched it, there was a twist. Oh, yeah. What was it? <laughs> so the first time I watched it, I was at a uh, at a theater and a big thunderstorm came through and the power went out right as Tom Cruise got shot. <gasps> So I'm not one of those. Wait, so you had to go yeah, home? Yeah, they shut off. They shut down the whole mall. It was at uh, Grapevine Mills Mall. Oh, yeah. yeah. Funny that funny that you're telling this because when I saw, speaking of movies when they're flying planes, I saw uh, the right stuff in the movie theater. And right when Chuck Yeager is about to break the sound barrier, the film burst into flames, huh. and I thought Chuck Yeager died. <laughs> oh my god! I was How eight old years old. I'm like, oh my like, god, he doesn't make. <laughs> oh god! So t- wait, but, what? What, what so, part of Mission Impossible Two is he gets shot? Wait, what part are we talking about? What so when is- when Stamp or Feethan. Oh, get shot, oh. so that that's when the movie cut out, and so I oh, didn't know how much was left, and so. You know, they're like, the power's out. We don't know how long it's going to be out for. And so we just left. And I had no idea. No one at least came in and just went, all right, everybody, the power's out. Don't worry. Ethan's fine. It was a mask. (laughs) It was was Hugh Stamp the whole time. It was nothing like that. They just said, if you'd like a refund. And so I took my refund and and I went home and I, I didn't watch it again for two years until it came out on VHS. Oh, and wow. you're like, and, you're like, I'm not watching that movie again because yeah. that kill Ethan. Well, and then you know, three came out. And I'm like, wait a second. So that, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was quite the twist, but then it wasn't. So the first time I watched Mission Impossible two, a lot better than the second time. <laughs> it's definitely what something that I, I, I want that I wanted them to address. Definitely the third one, and you know, especially the second one, where it's. You know, three movies of Mission Impossible, there is a mole, and it's like they gotta address the fact that like they have a. I mean, actually, no. Second one's not a mole. Second one is a sabotage, and sabotage. So they have corruption problems. Corruption problems. That's a perfect way of putting it. Because I mean, like Twenty Four did this with a lot of seasons of CTU. Like everyone, every almost every season, somebody in CTU is working for a bad guy, or at least, or it's like the Bond know. films. Every every film lately, he, oh, he's going rogue. Oh my god! All right, so I'm like if I have yeah. to see him go rogue one more time, I love yeah. Bond, but come on, I, that's what that's what I'm very concerned about going. You know, with our spy movies, is that they're too scared to give a good story of a mission, Chris. Yeah. Where it's yeah, like you are the you are the protagonist. There is a bad guy, 
and he and we believe he has a bad thing and you need to stop the bad thing. That, that, that is what I liked about about Fallout though, was that I felt that that's what that was. You know, they they, they yeah. had a team, they had a bad guy, they were going after him and it got complicated, but yeah. you know, it still ended at the at the point where Bad it guy wasn't was until yeah, it wasn't until the '80s when we got our uh, moodier bond after Roger Moore mm-hmm. and we got Timothy Dalton that people started going rogue. Yeah, yeah, and he he went rogue in the first two in his two movies. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You're right, he because they were like, don't don't follow that guy's girlfriend. He was like, no, I'm going to follow the girlfriend. I'm going to start. I want to. I want to you know gaslight her to lead me to the bad guy. Yeah. Yep. And then the other one, it's uh, they killed Felix. Oh, yeah, killed, they, killed. Well, they ate Felix's legs. Yeah. They killed his wife. And I'm yeah. going after some drug dealers that are moving yeah. cocaine. So, but yeah, I I think Nathan, did you see that movie? Did you see that part, or did it stop right before when <laughs> Felix was still alive? So you think in whoa, to kill, Felix on, lives the whole time. Oh man, I gotta. You've just seen movies up to certain points. Yeah, <laughs> I, I stop movies 15 minutes before the end. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's that was a big problem I had with Spectre was that he's Blofeld, but he also has to be related to Bond. Like that, no, that just was the Austin Powers guy. movie, man. That was yeah. uh, <laughs> Goldfinger. Gold, yeah, it was the Austin right. Powers, the last one, whatever that was called. And I thought the Broccoli's kind of got upset the fact that like Austin Powers was like nailing them to the wall with parody. And now like, here they go doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like we're yeah. Michael Myers comes in and he goes. I'm nailing you with this parody. I'm nailing you with that parody. Every every dumb thing you've done in all your movies, I'm going to make fun of it now. And they're like, oh, boy, we got to get serious. And then they get Craig and it gets super serious. And then they're like, yeah, then they go like, oh, well, we, how do we make Blofeld like a bad guy? Can you just make him a bad guy? No, he's, he's serious, but he still goes rogue. And I mean, like they yeah. had to basically lowjack him like they do Naya in this movie. Yeah. In the first movie he's in. Because he's a loose cannon, it's like yeah. he can't be a loose cannon. He just became a cannon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's the tightest cannon he can be. Yeah, you got Ralph Fiennes and hand Daniel Craig a fa- a folder, a dossier, and say there's a bad guy. Handle it and just dis- yeah. and discussion. He has a license to kill. Why are you now oversighting him to the point where he has to go rogue? Yes, exactly. he has a license to murder people. Yeah, you gave it to him. Yeah, let him do it. That's a, that's the same thing. Yeah, and then and, I mean I have and the same complaint I have with Jack Bauer, where you're like they're like Jack Bauer's going insane. I'm like. Just, Let's just give Jack a little time. Every time you get involved, like actually more people get hurt. Just let Jack do some crazy crap. And, and I also blame the the Bourne movies because he was rogue the whole time in that. You know, I mean that was what that movie's about, though. Yes, that was you know? yeah from the ground up was like, yeah. what if he's on the loose and the government is our bad guy? But I can't imagine like a, a Connery film or even a, a, a you know Roger Moore film where he's like rogue and not. You know, I can't imagine those guys doing that. No. It, here's a, the thing you guys aren't considering, though. Okay. If you have your license to kill and you use up all your tags, you have to wait till next season to use your license to kill again. So that's why you go rogue. <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a born hunter. Right yeah. There. yeah. It's, that's like yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like some kind of like bagel deli punch card. I I punched all of it, so <laughs> yeah, I got I got to wait till next season, bagel. then I can use my license to kill again. Bad guy season. Yeah, bad guy season. <laughs> What's the bag limit on bad guys? Jonathan, what about you? What here? Here's a question I'm gonna ask for Jonathan Carlisle. What James Bond movie would make a better Mission Impossible movie, or vice versa? Oh, jeez. This is why I have a headache because you guys are talking about movies that I I don't know that much about at all. Oh no, no, no! Did I I don't want to make you feel awkward. Do you not watch James Bond? <laughs> no, I have. I just don't remember them. 
Oh, okay. When I was a kid what, watching you, movies, I never knew there was going to be a test. So now when I'm an adult and they, everyone's like, oh, yeah, the one movie, like the title of that one movie and then the title of the other movie and then the episode of, of the next yeah, generation. Especially like, with what? this crew who are like, you know, giving you all the subtle plot points of all the movies. You're like, yeah, I, I don't I watched it one time. I, didn't I remember Roger in, Moore. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Timothy, Timothy Dalton, I remember yeah. them. Yes, Sean Connery. Uh, mm-hmm. I got that one. Yeah. Like yep. you haven't sat down on a on a weekend and watched Turner and watched TBS when they would have every movie on in <laughs> order. And oh my god! Sit there in, for in my four entire days. adult life, I've never had TBS or anything like that. So, well, look at you. Yeah, what a humble brag. Yeah. What an odd wow. humble brag. His ignorance. Take that, is bliss. Ted Turner. <laughs> he just went through life, didn't have to worry about like. Why did they do that? And oh, I know I hated that plot point. No, he just you, you didn't watch old, old Flintstones episodes. And, <laughs> I don't know, like I, the Atlanta I, Braves. How about that? I watched oh, that's what Jonathan just Are we just said. yelling things <laughs> that we don't like? Well, he he <laughs> didn't TBS? have any TBS, so he couldn't watch the Braves. Oh. CNN is stupid. <laughs> or headline oh, it's, news. It's is funny stupid. whenever whenever I go on a work trip and I'm in a hotel, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch some TV, and then like, oh, this sucks. I'm just gonna watch some Netflix or something like that. <laughs> you turn it on, and it goes to TBS. You just take the TV and throw it on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not on my watch. You, you, you didn't watch, you didn't get to watch Space Giants as a kid. Reruns. Space Giants. Don't you remember what Space Giants? It no, was the, the, par- the people who were robots and turned into rockets, and they lived in a cave. The, the, yeah. Oh, the gold guy. Yeah, the gold guy. That was Space Giant. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do remember. Yeah. Yes. See, I mean, that's. I mean, that's I watched a lot of. We're also we're also a lot older than that's most. That's true. Of these yeah. Guys. Nathan's the only person that's close. <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of stuff when I was a kid. I just didn't remember every single bit of it. So, Jonathan was outside playing, the, and was. Nathan was out hunting, and Dave was writing bits. I was writing bits. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, one thing I know you, you you talked about this is and how the the franchise when they got better was they decided. Uh, Ethan Hunt is does crazy stunts. He does crazy things, puts himself in danger, but at the same time will not allow for collateral damage. And that's probably one of the best things. Yeah, they finally nailed to to Ethan Hunt is that he like like see Jack Bauer. He's killed people who are like innocent, who are not bad guys, and that was the thing that like you know, that was a tragedy. Well, he's for Sutherland. Bauer. You can't trust him. Yeah, it's just no. so like I remember you would end a season, you'd be like, "Oh my god, Jack!" Like you know, he killed his boss in like season three. He killed Ryan Chappelle. Like Ryan Chappelle was a well. Dick. Thanks a lot. Whoa, when, I, when it turned off in the movie theater, I thought Ryan Chappelle was still alive. Wait, right, wait, you saw wait. it in the theaters? Oh, that's wow. impressive. <laughs> yeah, well, I watched the whole thing. It was so long. <laughs> it was so long. I was there for days. Day. But, yeah, you were there for day. <laughs> days. Day. They. They. This is multiple seasons. Oh, oh wow. my god, you strung them Whoa, together. What a binge. It's more than 24 hours. So, but, uh, yeah, that, I, it's something I wish that, like, Robert Town or, or even J.J. Abrams try to cover in, you know, with two and three. Is that, like, Ethan's, like, the one good guy in this company, and he's, like, trying to clean house or something. I, I really um, don't think that started, though, until Macquarie came in and, and cleaned up uh, Ghost Protocol. Definitely. No, you're right. Definitely not. Yeah. I, actually, I, after your conversation you guys had about all that, I, I am really excited to talk about. Um, Ghost Protocol again. I think I've watched it maybe twice, and I kind of didn't think much of it. That's my favorite. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a fair shake. Mission Puzzle Three is gonna be hard for me. I got I got aggravated watching it. Yeah, I, I get aggravated watching it too because there's things that just don't belong in there. Uh, yep, we'll, we'll get to we'll that. Get to Save that. it. We'll get to that soon. Uh, <laughs> well, but yeah, I, I think I think the year <laughs> that that Spectre came out, um, Rogue Nation came out like four or five months, almost six months before it. And at that point, once that came out. 
Spectre looked like, you know, like a joke of a movie to me at that oh, point because I was yeah. so disappointed. I bet, I bet when they saw it, they were all like, oh, we blew it. I yeah. never felt so it, they were They were literally the same movie almost at, at some point, you know? Yeah. But I just, I remember walking out of Rogue Nation just feeling like absolutely fulfilled. Like I was yeah. just like, oh, yeah. oh God, they, they caught the bad guy. They didn't just kill him. They, yep. there was a real teamwork. And then like mm-hmm. you had this, and then like Elsa was like your wild card where you're like, we don't know what we're going to do with her. Like, yeah. she, is she good? Is she bad? Is she, who's she, who's she working for and stuff? Like, I was, I loved it. And then the, the mask play with Baldwin and, and no the love Minister. interest. No love interest. No love no, interest. No love interest. It was like, it was like they, they, they walked that tightrope and they avoided all the crappy pitfalls that like Daniel Craig films, like after uh, Quantum Solace. And it was just like, you know, and yeah, like Sp- Skyfall was saved because it essentially turned to Home Alone in like the third act. They're yeah. just like, I don't know, turn, and it actually, it felt like a burn notice episode. You almost could hear, uh, 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 James Bond narrating what as a spy to do <laughs> during Skyfall, and, and that one he he didn't really go rogue in that one either. It was more just him trying to do the job. Yeah, um, yeah he because he's with his boss. The he's whole with time. the boss the whole time. He did he did take her off the grid. Yeah, going rogue was a little. Yeah. I guess they kind of did, but that but. was them going like we could do Christopher Nolan. Yeah, exactly. That's English. It's like, it's like they saw an English right because Christopher Nolan he's English, right? Yes. Yeah. So they were like, "Oh, uh, yes, uh, we could, we could top that." And then they're like, "All right, let's just do Dark Knight bits." But yeah, but like, like, well, that that was the year that everybody, all the villains in movies, were trying to get caught. Yes, because <laughs> you that had that one, and plan. you had uh, uh, Star Trek uh, in the Darkness, and yeah, with Idris. Oh yeah, I know no, that that was beyond. That was the other one. That, that was beyond. Was beyond. beyond. That's beyond, beyond was not bad. Beyond was in the Darkness was uh, Khan. Khan, yeah, yeah. But all the villains in movies wanted to be caught, just like the Joker. It was just like, <sighs> yeah, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a good place to wrap up this episode and come back for one final episode. And we're going to do something special then. We'll uh, we'll do some more talking then. And we'll see you tomorrow for minute 124 of this podcast. Until then, I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. I've been Dave. I've been Nathan. I guess I've been Jonathan. I, uh, this minute will self-destruct. <laughs> See